So I realized that um, in me in me wanting to get my ideas out, I might not have explained who I am to, to some listeners um, that don't personally know me. So first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm 33 years old. I am a teacher. I'm a coach. I'm a father. I'm a husband. Um, my skin is darker than others. <laughs> so you, so some will call me African-American. Others will call me black. You know, like I'm at the point in my life, I don't even know what I consider myself. I'm married to an amazing, beautiful woman who is, who is by all intents and purposes white. She is viewed as white by society. And we have four amazing kids who are a mix of us, right? So um, my views on race and religion and politics are inevitably shaped by my experiences. Uh, I grew up in the South. Um, Tennessee to be exact, you know, a little small town called Johnson City. I went up to a, a college up in Kentucky, majored in biology and exercise sports science and also played football and ran track. Um, and then, you know, a couple of years later, kind of kind of got into teaching and then here I am. Um, so I think it's important that uh, we acknowledge where we come from, because no matter how introspective I am, no matter how understanding I am of other people's ideas and opinions, I have to be honest, like I have biases just like everyone else does. And there's and there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that it doesn't mean that we can't have productive conversations. So I the reason why I bring that up is because I don't want every episode to always exclusively focus on uh, race in the form of black white relations, because I think that's just so binary. It's just so it's binary and, and it excludes other groups. It excludes other perspectives. And it's, you know, it's kind of taxing, to be honest. So I'll definitely speak on the issues that I see as they arise. Um, but in the next segment that I that I'll put up. Um, I'm actually going to speak on a movie that I just got finished watching, um, Blade Runner 2049. It's the it's the remake of uh, Blade Runner. And just to give you guys a quick premise of a Blade Runner, it's a it's a dystopian society. Um, there was millions and millions of robots made that had human-like features. And then, you know, of course, the inevitable happened. They became conscious. They stopped um, following their humans' instructions because they were made for slave labor. And they fought back and they killed the humans in this big war, right? Fast forward to, you know, 20 years or whatever. And um, all those robots are wiped out. And there's a new new uh, models of robots that, that always follow their uh, human instructions. So the whole print premise of Blade Runner is is the Blade Runner hunts down the older model robots and he retires them or he kills them okay so that's the pr premise of Blade Runner um, I will tell you my interpretation on the movie in the next segment so my first thoughts in watching Blade Runner is that for you know the movie is just gorgeous it's a beautifully shot movie um, the, the uh, graphics are amazing. Um, just the scenery, just the world that was produced um, seemed very realistic and it felt like you were there at, in moments. But there were definitely times that I felt angst. I felt I didn't feel uh, <laughs> completely involved in the story for a couple of different reasons. And I love science fiction. Like I love the um, uncertainty of the future, you know, with uh, even technology, just just not knowing how uh, it'll impact society as a whole moving forward. So I love science fiction movies because it transports you to another place, right? Um, but I'm a predominantly focused on the treatment of women in a, in a Blade Runner because t t to me it was just so obvious and so evident. Now, if you know anything about Blade Runner, you know that it's based off of a book and that that book um, is what the original movie was based off of with Harrison Ford in the 80s. And of course that book and that movie had its own issues with women. I'm, 
I, I understand that and I acknowledge that. Um, but, but my counter to that is, even if we're talking about something like science fiction, so you can take Star Trek. Um, so Star Trek's first captain was who? Um, <laughs> William Shatner, right? Uh, so that was the first captain. Then the next generation series of uh, Star Trek had uh, John Luke Picard, right? Um, but you had other series of Star Trek in which a woman was a captain. So I think it was like Star Trek Voyager or something like that. And, and I know this because my dad loves Star Trek. Like that's all he used to watch when we were growing up. But Star Trek Voyager has a woman as a captain. Is it any less Star Trek because a woman is a captain? Absolutely not. Now, obviously, some people probably had issues with it, but who cares, right? And then you could also see something similar with Star Wars. So there was a mini controversy, nothing crazy, but there were definitely people who were um, speaking out against how you could have a female lead and a black black male lead in a in a star Star Wars movie, right? So you had John Bodega. Um, he's not even American. He's uh, British, but uh, he's uh, black. And then you had a female lead, um, the character that played Rin. I mean, the person that played Rin. Like I forgot her name. Um, so people weren't. I don't want to say upset about that, but there was definitely discussions. Well, yeah, definitely people were upset about it. <laughs> How many? I'm not sure. Um, but some people feel as though. You have to stay true to the roots. And it's just ironic to me that, you know, we can we can envision a society in which space travel or we can go at warp nine um, or we can have lightsabers or we can transport bodies. But somehow a woman can't be a captain or there can't be a black person in a certain position. Right. So the reason why I bring that up is because I know inevitably if you're a fan of Blade Runner and you know the history of it, you might have similar feelings. I don't think that that's wrong i just don't see it being valid to be honest <laughs> so everybody has their own ability to feel the way they want to feel i have no right to tell you how to feel i just i i just don't I, I just don't see it you know like i just don't see it the same way um but moving forward so uh the main character k is a robot and he's hunting down other robots um and i think it's like um ryan reynolds place this dude right and his like love interest is this um She's basically a hologram. Like, she's not even a robot. And, and she can appear to him, like, in his apartment. And he carries around this little stick. But it, at the end of the movie, like, I realized something that the entire time that she was there, like, she was there to kind of, like, serve him. And, like, once again, like, he was loyal to her. He treated her nice for a hologram. Um, he uh, did love her in a sense. But it was almost like she was there to only serve him. It wasn't an equal partnership. It wasn't an equal sharing. There was another... There, there was another instance in which um, one of the antagonists, he was kind of like the, um, he was building a new generation of robots to kind of take over the world. And there was a robot in front of him. And just remember, all these robots are a human-like. They look like humans. They have feelings. They have emotions, things of that nature. And he was looking at her and, and, and things of that nature. And like she was um, just kind of, quote-unquote, reawakened. Um, and he like just cut her with a knife. I mean, just like, like right down in, in it. And it showed you that. And I, and my immediate thought is, what does a woman who is watching this feel? Like, what does a man watching this feel? When you see an act of violence committed against a woman for no reason but because that guy is, is, is in power and he has the ability to do that. Whether, whether, whether she's a quote-unquote robot or not, that was a woman on the screen who was basically murdered by that guy. Um, and then kind of towards the end of the movie... Uh, there's a, there's another, now there are powerful women in the movie, like, 
So there are definitely strong women characters in the movie. However, they still function under the umbrella of patriarchy, which is what our society is built off of. And the reason why I, I like to bring up our society and I like to connect ideas, and I could be completely wrong about these, but I just see things and I just speak on them, um, is because art imitates reality and reality imitates art. Like they, they, they definitely play off each other. And we would be um, naive to state that in our society that men don't generally hold a position of power so this isn't how i feel just based off of if you look at who holds power in our society um, as far as monetarily as far as politically as far as socially it's predominantly white men it doesn't mean that if you're a woman or if you're a person of color that you can't hold a position of authority that's absolutely not the case and it doesn't mean just because you're a white male and if you hold a position of authority that somehow you're misogynistic or you're racist or it doesn't mean any of that it's just stating the fact that something in in this american society makes it easier for white men to gain access as far as being CFOs or CEOs or politicians or, you know, being a governor, being a senator because of the sheer number of white men who hold these positions of power. So whenever you kind of look at sci-fi and even even the directors of the movies are predominantly men. So even the people that write it. So anyway, just to get back on topic. The reason that's important is because as we look at this movie, there are strong women. So the um, the boss to Kay is a woman. She's like the police captain and she's a very strong, powerful woman. And then um, also the uh, the uh, robot um, that uh, protects our uh, anti-hero, our um, well, I won't say anti-hero. I'm sorry. I won't say our antagonist, the guy that's trying to uh, like take over the world. Like she's a she's a robot and she is by far the most powerful you know character in that um in that film until the very end of it but at the very end of it um she is killed in a very brutal and violent way now i'll go ahead and say it. she's a bad guy she wanted to kind of destroy the hope for the future she was working in cahoots with the individual who was trying to overtake the world she she uh she killed the police captain which is also a woman um so she is by no means a hero and by no means did she deserve to survive the movie as far as the the flow of the movie goes but the way she died it seemed like a snuff film like i'm not like i'm not exaggerating <laughs> it seemed like you really saw somebody die on camera um and i'll just tell you like he basically he uh, drowns her and like you can see her being drowned so i like i almost feel is that sometimes we see violence on film and it's like people are able to act out their um fantasies that like, I'm not going to lie that, that like they think about sometimes because it, it, it was just so realistic. And I thought to myself, why? Like, 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 why do we need to see those images? Because the more those images that we see, the more that becomes ingrained in our body. It's very important for us to kind of um, watch the images that um, we allow our, um, our our souls and our bodies to ingest because they will have an impact on us. So just to wrap this up. I think I understand why. I think I understand why you can have a Star Wars, you can have a Star Trek, you can have a Blade Runner in which, you know, you have things that aren't even thought of right now being commonplace, such as, you know, 40 foot holograms or flying cars, you know, or lightsabers and all these things. But you can't have an equal society. And that's because people can see um, 
people have to have something to hold on to. Like there has to be a center. So if for some some reason we were transported to 500 years in the future or, or, or something, we would want to hold on to something from the present, something that something that reminds us of us of, uh, of who we are. And I think in our society, for whatever reason, we have to have a patriarchal structure. And I don't say we meaning that every movie is the same, but. For a lot of the movies that we consume, a lot of the television series, um, unless you're looking at independent content, but if you're looking at like big box office, um, if you're looking at corporations that are that are making things, if you're looking at the broader media that are making entertainment, a lot of it, it has to be like you have to have some type of center and that some type of center is a male, a world in which males still kind of dominate a world in which there's predominantly white people that like I didn't even bring that up but there was predominantly white people in this movie which I thought was interesting so much love to you guys